Greetings and welcome back to another ongoing series of Shurim and Filmi. My name is Yitzchak at Shalom. We're now in Masechet Erevin, Daf Pei Amud Bet. This will be our last podcast and that's the seventh parak. And we are looking near the top of the Amud at three Mishnayot that are clumped together, Mishnah Zayin, Chet, and Tet. Let's say there's the requisite amount of food for the Shitu, for the Eruv, and uh, let, let, let's say it got diminished. You can keep adding food. You do not have to let people know that you're doing so, the other residents. need But if you have more residents show up, then then you have to add food and let the other residents know. What's the shear of food? When there's a lot of people left, see what that means. Enough food for two meals for all of them. Meaning, a, a two meal for one person, that covers everybody. If there's only a few people, then food for each person. That's only when you're setting up the Eruv. When the Eruv has been whittled away, then any amount is still good. It doesn't need to still be a Grogrod for each person or two Mazon Shtei Sudot at the end of the process. When you've done a shituf mivuot, there really is no need for a roof chatzirot. It's done there to make sure that kids, the, the, the little kids growing up, don't don't grow up ignorant of the laws of Eruv. Now, b'mayaskinen, what is it we're talking about in the first Mishnah, where if the food diminishes? If you're just adding the same kind of food, my ear you need might. Why mention that it got diminished? Even if it's all gone, let's say it was wine, you could add more wine. As we'll see, it must be that you're adding something different. So then by Namilo, then even if it got diminished a little bit, you can't add now other foods to Tanya. If all the food is gone, you have to let people know if you're adding, uh, you don't have to let anybody know if you're adding the same kind of food. You're adding a different kind of food. Okay, our Mishnah could be same kind or different kind. How would that be? It might mean it's all gone. could be And only when it's fully gone do you have to let people know. But if you're adding, let's say, uh, some bananas to whatever else was there, as long as there's something else there, you don't have to let them know. Okay, and we'll see from Zakeh. So it seems that Rabbi Yehuda's uh, colleagues disagree with him because as we'll see later on that Rabbi Yehuda is of the opinion that you do not need anybody's consent for even to set up an Erev Chatserot because you could do it as Zachim Ladam Slav Fav. So Pshita the Chalukin, obviously his colleagues disagree with him. Maybe the case is when there's a chatzer between two mavuot, where there's a chova. Because if you choose this mavui, you're cutting off that mavui, and vice versa. And that's why you need that. Aval chatzer shal mavui echad, but it's one mavui, that's all again, there's no loss. Aim alone, maybe everybody agrees with Rabbi Yehuda, you do not need consent. Kamash Malan, that even there they disagree. Kamu shiura, what's the shir? Kamem Rubin, so we said, how many is many? If there's 18, that's a lot. Too low at 18 and not 19. So, from 18 and up, that's a lot. He explained it to me. I mean, you have the essential shear, which is two suudot for the whole group. If you divide it up equally and you do not have a grogrit for each person, then that's called a big group, and then we just go to the single shear. 
בסגמר מזון שתי סעודות. ואי לא מועטינינו, if there's enough so that each person would get more than a grogerit, then that's called מועטין. And the Agavur Chakamash Pelan and Derech Agav that teaches us to stay sudot having shmonasre grogerot. What's two meals? Two meals is eighteen grogerot. So nine grogerot is kadeshi kade mazon sudat. Okay, the next Mishnah, Mishnah Yod. Makom Marvinu Mishnah Fin. You can use anything that should remind us of the Mishnah at the beginning of Parakimum. Chutz when Amayim Melach. Dear Rabbi Lazar, Lazar says you can use any kind of foods except for water and salt. You need a loaf, not just bread, a loaf. Even if you have a big, fancy, huge loaf, but it's a slice, ain't marvin, but you can't use it. Even a small little loaf, but it's complete, marvin, but you could use it. Let's see why that is. So, Tanina Charazimna. We already had the Mishnah in the third parak. We already said that. So, the Amish is coming to say that we do not accept Rabbi Yeshua, who says you need a little bread and not something else. So, here we have a brighter that says you could use anything for Erev Chatzerot and Mavuot, and it's only in the Chatzer that you have to use a pot, you have to use bread. So man who's that author? It's Rabbi Shua. Uktani Bakol. He and he says Bakol. So Bakol even belongs to Rabbi Shua. It's coming to oppose Rabbi Shua's position. It says it has to be a full loaf, but not a slice. Kamashlan Bakol. That's why it says Bakol to tell you that even a slice. Now, for some time alone, why can't you use a slice? What's that about? Because of enmity. What happens is one guy will say, you only brought a slice and I brought a full bread. So that way everybody brings a full bread and we leave it at that. So what would happen if they all agreed to bring prusot? Then it should be no problem. Because next time, somebody will bring a full one, or two weeks later, or a year later, somebody will, and the enmity will be back. So we make a hard, fast rule, always a full loaf, at least according to Rabbi Yehoshua. Let's say that one forty-eighth uh, of the bread was taken away, or one one hundredth, which is Kadei Dimuah in the laws of Trumot and Taruvot, Marvin Loba, you could still use it for an Eruv. Ah, Vatanya Kadei Dimuah, Marvin Loba, Kadei Chalta, and Marvin Loba. We have a bright that says Kadei Dimuah, one one hundredth, fine, but not Kadei Chala. The answer is Lokasha, ha, bechalat nachtom, ha, bechalat balabayit. A regular balabayit has to take off a certain amount, we'll see how much it is. A nachtom has to take off half that amount. So when do we say it's okay? If it's chalat nachtom, which is 148th, but chalat palabayit, 124th, that's already a bigger piece of the puzzle. That is a little more than four, than, uh, than, four uh, percent of the, uh, of the bread. That's already diminished too much. Non, the Mishnah Chala says, Shiur chala achan mi esrim viarba'a, 124th. I'll say, salat zmon visal mishtebeno, chad mi esrim barba'a. You're making your own bread or for a party, 124th. But a baker is making it to sell. Or a woman's making it to sell. And that's already a small enough uh, difference. Um, 148th is missing. We'll still call it a full loaf. Let's say you had some slices and you sewed them together with like a stick, kind of stuck up together. You can use it. We have bright says you can't. 
So for if you could see the stitching, then you can't use it. If you can't, it looks whole, then it's good. You can use rice bread and millet bread. So remember, Rav Zeir is quoting Shmuel. Here, Mar Ukva says, I heard directly from Shmuel differently. But Pat Orez, Marvin, you can use rice bread. Pat Duchan, but, uh, millet bread, ain't Marvin, you can't use. You can use lentil bread. And Shmuel, one time in Shmuel's life, they had a famous story with some lentil bread. He threw it to his dog, but the dog wouldn't even eat it. So it's disgusting. It's not really bread. The answer is, That wasn't lentil bread. That was some other stuff. So it's a whole mixture of It's a whole mixture of different grains. That's really not good. Actually, what happened in the case of Shmuel was it something that had been uh, cooked with feces, so it was really disgusting. And Yechezko describing this disgusting stuff that people enjoyed. So Why does it say, literally, they'll eat barley cake? Not the sorim, but the shirim, and they'll eat it in little bits because it's disgusting. That it's cooked like sorim, we don't pay much attention to it, not carefully like wheat. Okay, the next Mishnah. Let's say that one member of your Mavui is a storekeeper or a baker. You can give him money. And then, you know, that's your chalik in the air of the Lord. The money does not work. If it's not a storekeeper, but it's a regular guy, then it works because you're basically making him shaliach to go get an error for you. Because you need to have the guy's dot, which means he has to make you a shaliach. And we saw this already. That's only eruv tchumin where you need dat. When it comes to eruv chaserot, you could do it whether or not he consents. He tells you because the vishachin ladam shalom You can benefit somebody without his consent, and eruv chaserot is always a full benefit and no loss. But you can't do it eruv tchumin where when you set up eruv tchumin, there's a clear loss in the other direction. Now, my time in the Rebbe Le-Ezer. why does Rebbe Le-Ezer say that when you give the Nachtom the money, that it works? So, Halo Mashach, after all, you, you didn't make a Kenyan on the Eruv. You didn't pick anything up. The famous case of the Shochet during the four hot seasons of buying meat. Didn't We have this Mishnah in Chulin. Meshchitin, it's an Erev Pesach, and a Rosh Hashanah, at a Tabach, Baal Korcho, and Erev Sukkot, and Erev Shavuot. Baal Korcho, we force the Tabach to shecht meat, because everybody needs meat. Afilu shor shavem elef dinar ve'en lokeach elo dinar chad, even if it's a very expensive cow and there's only one lokeach there, with a small amount of money, kofino tol ishchot, we make the guy shecht it, and sell that small amount of meat. Because we know there'd be lots of buyers. Lefichach, imate mate lokeach. Therefore, if the animal dies, it actually is on the head of the buyer. But he never made a Kenyan. He said, hey, he did make a Kenyan. But look at the end. The rest of the year we don't do that. It goes to the, the Shochet. So Amai, it means it's his on his head. Amai HaMashach. According to you, he took possession. 
You're right. The case has to be where he never took possession. That somebody else was zakah for him, and since it's time that everybody needs meat, it's a schut. The rest of the year, you don't necessarily want meat. It's a chov. He's buying something for you without your your consent. And therefore, when you didn't consent, it does not get considered your property. He had a whole different take. You have to remember that Rabbi Yochanan's position is that when you pay money, you take possession of the item. Why didn't the Chacham say, you're not Kona until you actually take possession? Because the, what may happen is, a guy may have nothing to sell you, he may take your money, and then say, oh, after you gave me the money, your property, your, the thing I was selling you got burned up, the wheat got burned up. And that way, to protect you, we say, it's not yours until you actually take possession. So Yochanan said, these four times a year, Chacham backed off and said, we'll keep it on the Din Torah, the minute you give the money, it's yours. Okay, Umodim Mishar Kol Hadam, right, Chachamim in our Mishnah agreed with Rebbe Leezer with a non-storekeeper, that if you give him the money, it's good. So Man Shar Kol Hadam, who's that? Amra Balabait, a regular landowner. V'chenem Arshmua Balabait. Dam Arshmua, Loshanu Ela Nachtom, Balabait Koneh. Why? Because you made him a Shaliach. By the way, even with a Nachtom, it only doesn't work if you give him a coin. A Makli, if you give him a Kli, Koneh, because it can be used as Chalipit. Even if you gave the Nachtom money, it only doesn't work if you said, Zacheli, acquired for me. If he said, go make an Eru for me, it works. So the other way it would not work is if you gave money to a Nachtom and said, Kneli, Zacheli. Okay, so the Mishnah then said that Rabbi Yudah said this is only true when it comes to Eruv Tchumin. When it comes to Eruv Chatserut, you do not need his consent. We rule that way. Anytime that we have Rabbi Yudah's opinion Eruvin, we follow that halacha. So Rav Chana of Baghdad asked Rav Yudah, who reported this in Shmuel's name, Amar Shmuel, Fidu Mavuish, even the famous Machloket Rabbi Yudah and Chachamim about a Mavui, where the Korot or Lechis fell down on Shabbat, whether you could you still use it? No, Marle Be'eruvin, Amar to the Chavalom Machitzot. I don't mean in all of Masechet Eruvin. I mean in the issue of Kenyan Eruvin, we pass like Rabbi Yudah. Other things like Machitzot, not necessarily. Aracha Bered Rav Ravashi. Halacha Michlal Depligi. When Shmuel said Halacha Rabbi Yudah, it sounds like the Chachamim and Amish disagree with him. We have to rule like one or the other. But we have a hard and fast rule. Anytime that in the Mishnah, Rabbi Yudah uses the words Ematai or Ubamedvar Mamurim, which is a qualifier. He's just coming to explain Chacham said. He's not disagreeing. They really said this, and he's just clarifying. Which means that Rabbi Yudah doesn't disagree with Chachamim. He's just clarifying what they said, and there's no reason to say Allah Rabbi Yudah. Well, for low plea, they don't disagree. Armish explicitly said you have to let people know if there's more residents, and that's Eruv Chatzerot. And Rabbi Yehuda said that Ben Madvar Memorim, that's only Tchumin. So I do other disagrees. So how to Machatzer Shabin Shnevuot? No, that's talking about a case when it's a Chatzer between two Mavuot, which means that either one it picks, the other one's it's going to cut out from the other one. So it's a Chov to pick it. There you certainly do need the guy's uh, consent. But wait a second. 
Rav Shizvi said, this teaches us that Rabbi Yudah's colleagues disagree with him, which means in our Mishnah there is a disagreement. Elam, Gavra, Vagavra Karamit, you're challenging from Rav Shizvi's statement to Rav Shubham Levi's statement, Marsav Pligi, Marsav Pligi, they disagree about what Medvar means. Does it mean that Rabbi is disagreeing or just qualifying and saying that Chachamim really meant to limit it? Okay, go from Rishum Levi. Come on, come from Rabbi Yehuda. Ematayv memishatenu. We saw this in Sanhedrin. Eru el farish tivir chachamim. Rabbi Yochanan Amar ematayv the farish v'amel the chalok. Rabbi Yochanan disagrees with Rishum Levi. He says you're right when it says ematayv. It's saying when is this true? Good. Ubamel advar mamurim. Then they really disagree. He's disagreeing. Ve'ematayv the farishu, but is ematayv also the farish? V'hadnan the famous Mishnah in Parakimol of Sanhedrin. Elon Absulin the following four. A gambler, Malva somebody learns Beribid, Mafricha Yonim, guys who either race pigeons or who trap pigeons. Socharay Shvit, guys do business with Shemitah fruit. Then he says, That's only if that's all you do for a living. If you have some other thing you do for a living, that's just a hobby. Hareza Kasher. Okay, so according to that rule, that Ematai always means that he is not. Dissenting is just clarifying. That means everybody should agree that if you only have that you're only pasul if you have no other livelihood. We have a bright disagree Whether you have no other livelihood or you do have another livelihood, is a pasul. Since they do disagree directly with Rabbi Yehuda. The answer is, I hear Rabbi Yehuda Rabbi Tarfon. He that opinion is really a different opinion, not the one in the Mishnah, but the opinion of basically that rests with Rabbi Tarfon, the Tanya. This is a case where a guy, two guys are standing there and see another guy walking. One guy says, I'm a Nazir, if he's a Nazir. The other guy says, I'm a Nazir, if he's not a Nazir. Whole long complex thing. And question is, but Shavit Hillel disagree about whether all Nazirim, only the guy who turns out to be a Nazir, is, it, it, that guy is right. Every time it says, none of them is a Nazir. If you Nazir, it has to be a clear expression without doubt. And here, since we don't know if the guy's a Nazir or not, therefore, this Nazir doesn't fall. Which means you're not Meshabid yourself without clarity. So, it's the same thing here. Since you don't know whether or not, um, whether or not, uh, in the case of an asmachta with a, with gambling, whether or not you're going to take acquisition after all, what are the two schools of thought about, about Masachi Pekubia? One is, you just have a, you're a low life, which means if you have another job, you're okay. The other is, which means that every time somebody else puts their money in the pot, they expect to win when you, you take it, you're a gazlan, even once, even as a hobby. And so therefore, Ritarfun clearly holds that Asmachta Lokanya and Logamar Makna, and therefore he holds that whether or not you have another livelihood, you're Pasaledut. But Chachamim in the Mishnah there, according to this, would agree with Rabbi Yudah and say it's only if that's your only source of income and you do nothing else, and therefore Ematai is still held to be a qualifier, not a descent. We finished our study of the seventh parak. We're going to be in the eighth parak. Uh, in the next uh, podcast, in the meantime, we should have a wonderful day.